Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode, I think it's three, but I'm not really sure anymore, of Rugby Nation 2020. We've ticked off with the Brumbies. We checked in with the Rebels last week. And this time around, Beth Newman, you've rallied up two of the live wires out of the Waratahs. Yeah, that's right. Just going to the, the rugby heartland of the eastern suburbs. But um, interesting there, Jake, Jake Gordon and Mitch Short uh, sitting in the, their Coogee house. But uh, I think there's a little bit of a souvenir behind you guys as well from... Across town, maybe? Yeah, um, I put that there on purpose anyway, but you know, I, uh, any chance I get to, uh, to talk about Newtown, I, uh, I give them a plug. So that's at skateboard. I won it in a skating comp uh, back when I was 12 years old. So I've kept it ever since. Um, sure he doesn't have any culture coming from, uh, from Scott, so I just thought I'd uh, bring the Newtown across with the Coogee. Give us a rundown at the moment, fellas. Uh, obviously, the two of you live with one another. Who else is in the house with you? Uh, we've got, we got the, the great Lockie Swinton. Uh, Hang on a second. The great Lockie Swinton? Yeah, oh, he'll be happy with <laughs> that. <laughs> I'll start off, start off nice, get him in early, and then we'll get him later. Sure. Uh, oh yeah, so he's been good. And we've got uh, a bit of our gym stuff here. So we've seen a lot of Tom Robertson as well, sort of in and out, uh, coming in to train by himself, of course. Um, so yeah, no, nah, it's been good. And Jakey, how are you going, mate? I know that you you really bounced around uh, on the field, and you're a real live eye. How are you going? Being restricted to the confines of that house alongside Short and Swinton. Oh yeah, I was saying before, me and Short have been doing each other's heads in. So it's probably the longest we've been together for the next sort of week. But uh, yeah, it's been tough. I, I bleached my hair, obviously, um, playing a silly game of Uno with Mitch. Uh, and, you know, it was, it was a one-off game. Loser has to bleach their hair and I got done. Uh, and then I realised shortly after that every other dickhead's doing it. So, uh, <laughs> um, so I decided to shave it. But uh, I would say isolation's probably getting the better of me at the moment. So, uh, look, I just, you know, I'm excited to, you know, with the prospect of maybe getting back to train with the, with the guys is pretty exciting. What colour did you do the hair? I didn't see that. Did you post it? It was bleached, yeah. So ugly yellow. Uh, hey Mitchie, how did you nail him with the you know cards are you a big fan are you a big fan of the reverse like what's your go-to you know uh, card it's a big player <laughs> now yeah, yeah. The, the change of cards i'm not sure what the cards actually called but the one you can put down and swap decks with uh the other the opponent oh that's like the new age you know card so yeah they're course. inventing a whole lot of new rules yeah, I've been a victim of it. I've been done a couple of times with that and killed me. I'd probably throw the toys out of the bar. Um, so I think that's where Jay came up with the idea to sort of put, put a bit on the line. So I was pretty happy that uh, that fight on and I got him. So I don't know. I can't remember the card exactly. You I can't play that card with Swinton yeah. up punching you. So yeah, I think, I don't know, a few late plus twos in the piece, which was good. Oh, it's good uh, stuff. That's yeah. good stuff. I'm glad to hear that uh, you got the better of Jakey with that. Hey, Beth, <laughs> what we normally do, as you know, uh, at the top of each rugby nation, we do the setup with the boys, have a chat, and then you kind of get into the nitty-gritty around the news of the week. Would you like to run us through what has been a huge week? And Jake and Mitch and I can just sit back and watch you rattle through it. Yeah, it's been crazy, hasn't it? It's hard, hard to believe we were sitting here a week ago and, you know, not a whole lot was doing. But um, in the, the last seven days, we've seen, you know, a little bit of movement at Rugby Australia, to say the least. You know, we started with last Wednesday. Uh, we saw a letter from 11 and then 10 Wallabies, former Wallabies captains, pushing for a bit of change at Rugby Australia, calling for, you know, more commitment to community rugby and, and a few other things. And that, you know, created a lot of waves to the rugby community. And then, you know, within two days after that, uh, Raylene Castle also handed in her resignation, which 
you know, I think came as a shock to a, a lot of the rugby community and, you know, not only for the decision, but just the, the speed at which it came and, you know, late on a Thursday night, it broke on, you know, the ABC 7.30 report and then just, you know, everything that's flowed on from there has been, um, you know, I think a lot of people are still, you know, in a bit of shock about about that decision and about the, the fallout from that. Um, but it was really interesting, you know, after Raylene Castle decided to resign, um, the next day, the interim chairman who's now... The executive chair for the the you know the time being, uh, Paul McLean, you know, spoke to media on the Friday, and and it was really interesting some of the comments that he made about um, Raylene Castle and her tenure, and and specifically the the kind of bullying is is how he described it from you know people, both you know in public spaces, but also on social media that kind of you know became quite personal over her tenure, and probably something we haven't seen with a lot of other you know leaders and that in in the country, and I, I don't know, I personally thought it was very interesting hearing him talk about that and seeing the reaction and the, the conversation that's come out um, since then about that. And, um, you know, Jake and Mitch, I guess in this time of isolation, it's, you know, something that has really struck me a little bit is that sort of social media use for good, but also for bad. And I'm interested to know how you guys kind of handle that as well, like being footy players and, you know, when the Tars are going well or, or not so well, like people always have their views, right? And, and you know, I'm just interested to know, like, what do you, what do you, how do you guys kind of handle that balance of, connecting with people but also you know trying to not get engaged in sort of the other side of you know social media and that sort of thing yeah look I yeah I I do feel sorry for her like you know especially I've noticed with the Rotars when we haven't been going that well it's hard you know I I try and make a conscious effort not to uh, not to read that stuff um I've actually deleted my Facebook app because Facebook seems to be the worst. Um, <laughs> you know, you just scroll down the feed, like you're just browsing, um, and then you come across a raw article, for example. They seem to do it quite a lot. I don't know who the lemon is that runs that, but anyway. Um, and you just come across, you know, just stuff like that. And it is hard. Like, I can imagine that's, we're lucky enough for a team. Um, we probably don't get singled out, but as an individual, I... I, I you know, I don't think that's fair on anyone. Um, but, you know, I think, yeah, it, it, we, we make a conscious effort at home not to read that stuff. You know, I remember when I first started playing, you're young and, you know, you're excited playing professional rugby and you want to be involved in all of it. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's, it's if you end up reading, it's such a roller coaster. You know, you might have someone say something good about the Rotars and then the next week you lose and, you know, they're talking about burning their jerseys and, you know, it's, it's, it's just not worth it in the end. And, you know, to be completely honest, I, yeah, I feel sorry for Raylene. And I, I don't think that's fair that anyone cops sort of that sort of uh, abuse over social media. I was stunned at the relentless nature of it from the public, forgetting everything else that happened at a corporate and uh, RA level, just the, just the way she was absolutely smashed week in, week out, the same stupid comments over and over again. Um, you're right, Beth. I can't ever remember anyone coming under such fire. And a lot of it was just really unwarranted. Like even when that blow up with uh, Czech at uh, the World Cup became apparent, it's hard to, you know, align who is, is more at fault. But she took the brunt of that online from most people. She was absolutely clubbed. I think unfairly, there's obviously two sides to that. So, um I just hope that on the other side of it that she can just let it go out the back door because you don't want to be delving back into that. And I reckon you're right, Jakey. I reckon um, you could, you could sit, you guys could sit there, uh, having had a good game with the Tars, 
you go through 10 comments and I reckon eight of them might be positive. Let's say two aren't. I bet those two that aren't hang with you. Do you reckon that's a fair, um, a fair way of looking at it? No, I agree. Yeah, I, I think the two negative comments would have a, have a bigger effect, I'd say, than the, than the eight positive ones. Um, I don't know how Mitch feels. We all talk about it at home and, yeah, we, you know, when we're sitting around the lounge room, We'll, you know, there'll be someone that will make a little comment. We'll be on our Facebook about, oh, what about this thing? And then we sort of, like, don't read it, don't read it. And then we sort of move on. And if you start reading it, you get booed. And then it's, yeah, we've tried to nullify the uh, the hate coming through. Mm. So run us through now the out uh, the output that's going to be required from the board and where things lay, Beth, in the the next little bit. So Paul McLean is just there in an interim capacity. He's out in July. Uh, what's likely to happen on the chairman front, repointing there? Like where does where does it all sit now? Because I'm sure Mitch and Jake are both sitting there puzzled as well. Because uh, it's hard to work out if you're in late, they're in late terms. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's a good question because I think no one knows exactly where it's going to land in the long term. But um, Paul McLean, who was already an, in an interim chairman role with Cameron Klein stepping down, um, has now taken on that kind of dual um, executive chair role, so doing the CEO kind of responsibilities and being the chairman. Um, but that's only expected to last, you know, a little while. They've been having discussions already about who might take over as an interim CEO, whether that's someone on the board or, or someone um, internally at Rugby Australia. And then down the track, um, Paul McLean's supposed to be standing down, um, he said on Friday, before July 31, so July 31 at the latest. Um, so we'll see a new chairman of the board as well, um, you know, as well as obviously a new CEO, but that might not happen until, you know, further down the line again because of just the nature of the process of executive searches and that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, it is still very open and, you know, there's been people put their hands up and obviously there's always a lot of speculation, but, um, but I think you know, it's really a very open sort of scenario now and not many people know exactly you know, where we'll end up in six months' time. All right, well, let's now turn our attention to the on-field stuff. Fellas, let's go through it. What's happening from your side in terms of where you see things kicking off again? Who are you going to be playing against? How does it all look? Have you been briefed on what the Waratahs' next step might look like? Um, in terms of sort of dates of competition and whatnot, not... Not really, but I think the boys are sort of hopeful that we'll be back in sort of soon. I, I hope sort of next month. Um, but, yeah, we haven't heard a heap, but just basically pretty much just staying in the best shape possible, I guess. Um, training sort of, you know, we've got our programs to hit and, and do with what we've got the boys to do it with, which has been good. Um, yeah, just basically just sort of trying to stay in best possible nick and, be ready for when that. We're not really sure still on the date um, and what the comp may look like. I'd imagine it would be, you know, something domestically, uh, something that was obviously set up earlier before this hit, um, which would be good. I think the boys are just hungry for anything, really, just to play some competitive games would be uh, would be nice. So hopefully, you know, in a month's time or so, to be even just back at training would be great. Even in smaller groups or whatever it is, uh, that'd be that'd be great. Obviously, you guys got that gym work in there. You've had Throbber come around, Todd Robertson, Swinton. Jake, did Jake intentionally wear a short sleeve tee today after doing a run of reps this morning? Well, I actually looked <laughs> <laughs> 100 push-ups behind my bed before. I bet you did. I bet you did. I bet you did. Uh, so, as I, so, we touched on Swinton at the start. Let's just stay with uh, your roomie there, Big Lockie Swinton. Uh He's made a bit of an impact, fellas. What's he like around the house? We touched on it before coming on air that he's a bit punchy when it comes to his online 
video games. Is he a lunatic in the house like he is on the park? <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a lunatic. Yeah, in short, yes, he is. Uh, well, I'm a bit of a standards sort of... I like to maintain some standards around the house. Um, just simple things, you know, putting plates away and whatnot. He's just <laughs> knocks stuff over constantly. He's a, he can't control... I don't know what it is. He just... He's a big wrecking ball, uh, basically. And he just, every day, will knock, knock water over. He, he'll knock it over on the carpet and just not worry about wiping it up or plates and whatnot. So, yeah, I, it kills me. Jake's onto it as well. It's just, it's not good enough and he knows it. But <laughs> for some reason, every day, there's just something that he'll, uh, he'll, he'll break. He'll just wreck. The most simple thing, if your urine touches the seat of the toilet, you wipe it up. He goes, he goes, mate, it's only a little bit of wee. I don't care if I'll just... I'm like, what? Oh, my God. No. Yeah. No. That's you know, never that's okay. Nutshot. You don't want to push it too far. You know, when he starts uh, raising his eyebrows, you know, that's probably... You know, you've given him a bit too much shit, so it's time to relax. Uh, he, he is a good, to be fair, he's, he is a really good roommate. Like, he's a lot of fun. Uh, he's pretty good to be around a lot of the time. At least no one's breaking in. At least you don't need to fork out for a security yeah. system. Um, well, we set up scenarios all the time. It's like, okay, what happens? We all run to my room and we leave <laughs> down there by himself. <laughs> Is the panic room now just him sitting in the corner playing video games with you <laughs> nestled at his feet? <laughs> he's been loving the gym, though. He's, I will say that. Um, he's, he, when we raided the, uh, the Tars gym on the day we got sent home, I think we came out of there, we came out of there pretty loaded. Uh, Swince was leading the charge there. and He hasn't looked back since. He's happy. He's happy. It's his happy place down there at the moment. So he's been going well. And Beth, I know that you've got your eye on a couple of other Tars who before the break were actually starting to really work in a form as well. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, it's probably a mixed start to the year for you guys. But who, who do you reckon maybe hasn't got the credit that they deserve from, you know, a good start to the year? Um, I've been pretty impressed with Will Harrison. Like, you know, I think, you know, being what, 19, 20, 20 years old, uh, to lead, you know, the Waratahs, you know, especially a team with, you know, every team's got big personalities and, and in a position that, you know, is so crucial to be able to call plays. And you know, there's a lot of pressure, as I said, in that position. I think he's, a, you know, I love, sure, he could probably back me up here, but defending with him, he's a great defender. You know, he puts his body on the line. Um, he gives 100% in everything he does. And he's, and he's not a big guy either. He's um, really athletic. And I think, you know, Coming from playing with Bernard Foley, who obviously was a great player. Um, you know, there's a lot of pressure on his shoulders. I think he's handled it really, really well. And I guess, Mitch, you've played a lot of footy with Will, like at Ranwick and, you know, now at the Tars. What have you kind of seen in the, you know, as he's kind of come through the ranks? Yeah, I think he's just, just how laid back he is with it, like regardless of the level. I think even coming into first grade, he was young and I thought, you know, he might be, you know, that'll push him there. But he just seemed to just be so relaxed throughout. Um, and then, yeah, obviously Jake spoke about his defensive stuff. That was always um, sort of, it was always there at first grade level. And then just to come up in super rugby and, and just pretty much play as if he's that kid running around in the park at a young age, I think it's refreshing for the group. Um, and yeah, obviously he's just really thrived there. And I think he's not really looking back, to be fair to him. Um, yeah, he's, he's grabbed it with both hands, I think. And so it's good to see him, him grow and, and uh, be able to sort of... Um, I suppose just 
just match it with everyone. I know that Rob Penny's obviously a big fan of uh, of his. Tell me, guys, how's Rob settled in? I, I don't mind saying that I like that he'd call you guys out around some of those performances that weren't great. And then you kind of uh, delivered on the other side that game against the Lions where you played some beautiful footy scores, some wonderful tries, seemed to be off the back of... Uh, some of his revving up. He looks and sounds a guy who doesn't sort of take any uh, any guff or any uh, any I guess uh, not going at a hundred. Yeah, yeah, I, I really like Rob. I think he's been really good. Um, you know, I, I I think he probably uh, you know I say it all the time. If you get a coach that yells at you all the time, it loses effect. I think he picks his mm. moments really well, and I I. I would have to agree that we deserved a revving up after some of those games that we performed this year. Um, but yeah, as a coach, um, you know, first minute at the Waratahs, really good guy, socially, knows how, understands players. Um, and once you express what you're good at, you know, you know, if that may be Will Harrison's defending or, you know, uh, who's another, uh, Lockie Swinton's, Tackling, you know, he's really big on bringing your strengths to the game and, and involving them, you know, almost, you know, putting you in a position to be able to perform them um, and loves attacking rugby. Um, as you can see, probably didn't execute in some of our games. Mm. Um, you know, the wet games, playing the Rebels and Blues probably didn't show that as much. But you look at the Crusaders game, the Lions game, parts of that Brumbies game, probably had a few too many errors. But there's glimpses of attack that, is quite impressive. Um, you know, I, I think we only probably matched that against the Lions for that long period of time. But that's probably the more towards the game plan that us as a team and him as a coach like. Um, it was just disappointing that we couldn't reflect that in more games. Uh, but, but as a coach, yeah, I really like him. I think he's a really good coach. Nice one. The other thing that sort of pumped up this week that's become more clear in terms of it already commence is Shoot Shield. So do you do we all think that there might be an opportunity where Shoot Shield might precede the Waratahs playing? Is there a chance that we'll see Gordon back with Uni and Short at Ramwick and the rest of the guys fielded back through Shoot Shield before we hit some kind of a state level competition? Geez, that would be fun to watch. Oh, yeah. I think the, yeah, I I mean I'd love it. I think everyone would probably enjoy it. I don't know how to work structure wise, but yeah, I think any. I think everyone loves playing back at their clubs, um, and if that's the level that we need to get back to straight away to get rugby up and going again, I'm sure everyone's all in. Um, but yeah, I'd love it. It'd be good to get down to Kujiova at three o'clock. It's a good time to good place to be. Who would you most like to play against with a green jersey on your back? Who would you most like to, or a blue and gold one hooped? Who would you most like to line up against uh, at full strength? in Sydney Shoot Shield. And let's hope that it's replicated across all the other states as well. The best go back. Who would you like to take on? Oh, definitely uni for me. <laughs> it's a team. Mainly just <laughs> for the household as well. But but also just like, you know, when I think a few years back when we played them, when um, a lot of the guys were back, Tolu was playing, uh, a lot of the rep guys were back. I think it might have been a test window for some reason. And mm. Yeah, the boys got back and we had a couple, you know, we were probably a bit younger with Dave Horwitz and Kellaway and whatnot. But, um, yeah, playing those games, I remember them probably the most just because they're, you know, it's stacked and, and usually the atmosphere is unreal. Everyone sort of gets around it and knows that there's pretty much a super side uh, rolled out there on a club field. So, it's yeah, probably those, that would be probably for me the, the pick. 
Um, and then obviously if you can pull off a win there, it's, it's good. And they're talking about, uh, I mean, this, this, sorry, the season going into November as well. Like, you know, how would you guys like to see that grand final under lights, you know, kind of going into summer? Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, I, yeah. I haven't actually put too much thought into how it's all going to work out, but I like the idea of a like shoot shield. Obviously, I've been lucky enough to play in a few of the finals. It's a great atmosphere, a great game to play in. Um, November time, it'd have to be on the lights. Got to be hot by then. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with Shorty. I remember, you know, 2016, uh, we played a game down at Kujio. We actually lost that game, but. They were across that park, there were super rugby players everywhere. And, you know, we had traditionally, Randwick Uni is a very big game. Um, and another one that's sort of formed over the times, East V Uni. Um, mm. That's another big one now. And I, is that just because it's generally held on Ladies' Day, Willara? <laughs> that's probably not <laughs> a <little bit> <laughs> um, But yeah, I, I think over the years, there's a lot of mutual friends between the teams. Um, and yeah, I don't think anyone really wants to be shown up. But it's if you look at it now, I can only I think about the back line that East would roll out with possibly Kirtley at fullback, Alex Newsom, Mother Coffee, Kenny in the centres. I think you've got Jack Maddox also who can play anywhere. You've got Stanners, you've got Jack Grant who played half back, you've got Mac Mason who played ten. Mm. Um, that's a pretty impressive back. That, that many Super Rugby players starting to sound like a uni outfit, Jake. Look out. Hey, before... You know, you can't... Yeah, everyone seems to complain when uni win. Uh, and I'm not any different, so you know how it is. <laughs> you go for the rats? No, don't start that. <laughs> listen, um, listen, we get a bounce. Last week we had... Uh, Cobus and Ruan from the Rebels try and pick out some of their classic games for the week following. This week we've already got lined up. What have we got, Beth, lined up this week? I think maybe the Radiki Samo try game 2011 Tri Nations. Is that right? That's the one we showed that last weekend. We we've, showed that we've got last a bit week. of an open slate. Um, can take some requests this week. If yeah, we so we're taking requests from you two. You can pick one each. Any Waratahs, Wallabies, or Shoot Shield games you'd like to see from the archives? Okay. Um, we got one game each. One game each. I'm gonna pick I think it was back in 2014 or 15. Right. Waratahs play the Hurricanes over at the Cake Tin. Um, I think it was 2014. I think it was yeah. your premiership year. I'm pretty sure. Plays 40 or 50 minutes and runs havoc. I yeah, that's a good, that's a good shout. That's a good game. A game to watch, especially for any number eight. It's, uh, yes. Okay, twenty fourteen. We've got that for the fan man. That will be his yeah, homework. Game over the last sort of ten years would, would be fine as well. Sure. And what do you got, Shorty? Uh, what have I? I don't know. Um, I mean, uh, that's probably already been played. I like that that grand final game, the Crusaders one in twenty fourteen. Um, that was probably a big one, but it's probably a bit obvious. Probably all I've got to be honest. Of every game anywhere in the world, you've got one game. <laughs> um, 2018 quarterfinal, Hollanders, Waratahs. Yeah, that's a cracking game. Six, with 22 minutes to go, we end up winning it. I think roughly. There you go. There you go. Jake's on it for me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna leave that with a fan man to uh, pick out those two for you. Yeah, we'll roll those in next week. I think they'll go. So. 
2014 Tars v Canes in the tin and 2018 quarterfinal Tars v Highlanders. Fellas, uh, hopefully we see you back out on the park training soon and uh, hopefully we see you on the field more importantly. You've been good chat. I've been very impressed with these two, Beth Newman. So it's the Coogee, the Coogee magic. That's what it is. Yeah, that's that's what it is. It's the Coogee magic, of course. Put it on TikTok if you want to see it. Yeah, hit me. What do you got? I will get back to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll feature it on the show next week, yeah. All right, fellas. Uh, we'll let you go uh, look after the big bear, Lockie Swinton, in the house. And uh, as I said, we'll see you soon. Thanks for stopping by Rugby Nation. Thank you very Thanks much. Guys. Cheers, guys.